Thank you. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. There's no business like show business. In a way, we go. Well, hello again, and welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, also known as the Merle Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David War, and looking around the Green Room today, I see... Ron Roberts. Brian Burchett Ross. Robert Yeoman. And we are... Uh, yep. <laughs> I left him speechless again, folks. <laughs> just, just saying his name. Um, and before we get started today, um, I want to say, I want to talk about, I think it was our last episode when we talked, I asked the question, is it funny when men uh, dress up in drag? And, mm-hmm. and our answer, unsurprisingly, was yes. Mm-hmm. However... We had a little bit of a controversy with that. What? Yes, one of our own green room groupies, Carol, um, said, no, she doesn't find it funny. So, folks, since we have a controversy, all we can do with that is address it. So I want to assure you that if anyone else feels the same way, um, we are going to bring Carol back to make sure she does come again. One, because we love having Carol here. Absolutely. And two, let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Admittedly, we are a (laughs) fairly... uh, homogeneous group here uh, as i look around the studio um and we could use more diversity anyway so um we'd like to hear that diversity of opinion as well mm-hmm. um so if anyone else disagrees with us one obviously you can it's a free country oh, yeah. uh, well, at least as of today and <laughs> and um uh we will do uh um we'll, we'll, yeah, I, you can edit all that out we'll just try that again and um Let's we'll talk about it because we're not afraid to tackle some of the tougher t- topics. Absolutely. But today, um, I think we're going to take a little more lighthearted turn. Brian has just returned from a was it about a week on uh, a trip, six days, six days in New York City, where of course he saw several Broadway shows. I did. So we were hoping to get from Brian not only a show report on what shows he saw, but let's talk a little about what does it take to go see a show in New York City. Um, I'm presuming that several of our listeners have not been, had the pleasure of going to Broadway. I myself, it's been at least 10, 15 years since I was last on Broadway. Um, maybe things have changed. Maybe they haven't. Um, but Brian, why don't you tell us about your trip? Yeah. Uh, yes. Went uh, to New York City. Saw three uh, very different shows. Um, and just before I start, uh, just to answer the sh- the short answer to your question, what does it take? Money. <laughs> well, I knew that. <laughs> that that's what it takes. But we'll get to that. Um, the first show we saw, and I'm bringing the playbills. I have the playbills in front of me. Is uh, Shakespeare's Macbeth, one of my favorites? Uh, which, which, by the way, I've directed for community players. Yes, you have. Uh, I, I will have to say, Macbeth is my favorite uh, as well. Although I do have kind of a fondness for Othello, um, but it's just I love Iago. But um, yeah, we went and saw Macbeth, which starred uh, Daniel Craig. I thought Iago was a parrot. <laughs> Get out of the Disney, <laughs> Dave. Get out of the Disney. Uh, but it, it also had Ruth, and I don't know if who recognizes the name and who wouldn't, but Ruth Nega was in it. Uh, she is. She was in um, uh, very famous actors uh, for TV. She was in Agents of Shield. She was in. Uh, I believe she was in the Zombie Show. No, no, that no, wasn't her. Preacher. The, she was the, in Preacher. The Zombie Show. Oh, uh, yeah, Walking Dead. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, she's she's pretty popular in TV and all that. But, uh, oh, World War Z. That's what the movie. She was in World War Z. But anyway, uh, Daniel Craig and Ruth Mega. And I will have to say, uh, as Shakespeare shows go, that was this was probably one of the weirder ones I've seen. Um, the adaptation of it. This Yes. Okay. First of all... Um, with some of the things I really liked about this show was that uh, they really they gender bended a lot of the parts. Uh, Banquo was a woman. Uh, the uh, who was this is where I did it because I can never remember all the characters. Uh, who's the one who's supposed to inherit Duncan? Is it Duncan? Uh, yeah, That's right. Duncan. Um, it was a, uh, a trans actor, and I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, the witches, uh, there were two female witches, one male witch, uh, and the person who played, I can't remember the character's name off the hand, but there was one who was actually um, in a wheelchair uh, throughout the whole play, and she, he actually came out first and welcomed the audience, and uh, and it was weird, as he's wel- welcoming the audience, Everybody else is prepping and, and getting themselves in position. The three witches started at about 20 minutes before the show actually cooking stuff on stage. Um, and it smelled wonderful. I felt like I was in this Italian eatery or something. They were <laughs> really? they were chopping up onions and celeries, and they had this broth and all that, which later they put blood in and, you know, fake blood, whatever. I hope it wasn't real. But anyway, um, so uh, so they did that throughout the entire show. They they just stayed in their little corner and they just kept cooking and boiling things, and it was it was interesting. Uh, but the gentleman in the wheelchair came out and he was uh, um, introduced the show, talked about you know the, the whole thing of having to wait to do this because of COVID and all that, and the fact that Shakespeare wrote this and several other plays while he was in the middle of a pandemic way back then. Um, and that, you know, some of his best work came out during that. And this poor guy just spent his time wheeling around his apartment, you know, uh, crying a lot. So are you sure he wasn't a director or a producer? No, he was in the, no, no, he was in the show. Well, I don't know if he was also director, uh, but he was, but anyway, uh, it was a great show. Yes. I just have a quick question about the witches. So did they set off the fire alarm? No, they did not set oh, off a fire alarm. Well, so they mm. had no real power. I tell you. Um, <laughs> amateurs. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that um, the cast was really strong. Uh, Daniel Craig, again, was to me the least the, the least strong. Uh, it felt like he was purposely pulled back on a lot of his stuff. Um making everybody else just seem that much better. And the, uh, Ms. Nega, who played Lady Macbeth, was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Loved her. Do you think, though, some of it could have been Daniel Craig? Of course, at least I don't know what his real background is, but he's certainly been working a lot of movies. And, and that might movie, be movies, you just his don't have to play is... big because the camera's in your face. Right. Now, I, I, did, I did read and on his Who's Who that he has done other Shakespeare's on Broadway. Hmm. Uh, and so it was, this wasn't his first Broadway. Um, but uh, at the same time, yeah, you know, maybe he hasn't done a lot of Broadway. Uh, he was in Othello, for sure. I know that. How long was he Bond? Oh. Several movies. Yeah, uh, five. five. Five, I think five And movies. if you he picked up a set. Shakespeare show every Bond movie, you would probably figure out that most of his experience is movies. Yeah, yes. 
Oh, I would totally agree. And then he had Knives Out, too, which is a great movie if right. you haven't seen it. Well, he's, he's done, I think, Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, yeah. A few other things. Yeah, he's, yeah, there's a classic. And he's looking uh, very uh, Roman. seminal work. <laughs> yeah. He's looking very Roman on your plate. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Um, but, and I mean, he was good. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't a Matthew Broderick in any way, shape, oh, or thank form. thank goodness for that. But he was, he, was, he was very good. It's just that he just kind of... And the other thing about this was I, you know, I've, seen, I've only seen it three times on stage, this being the third. The first one was in Chicago. The second one was at Stratford uh, in Ontario. I've never seen... You missed the Monroe Community Players I did production. miss the Monroe Community Players production. Oh. I'm so sorry. Um, oh, I apologize. Our witch's that. entrance was, we got a gasp from the ActFest audience. Did you fly him in? No. Oh. But basically, um, they they were, uh, I know we're talking about Broadway, but they I'm were talking bust. about my own show. Um, <laughs> we basically did a, a magic trick. So it was a flash of lightning. We had the bare stage, uh-huh. thunder and lightning. Then we had this big flash, and suddenly there was a witch. Oh, very nice. Because, of course, while the eyes are adjusting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Time the, then another flash, it's another witch. See, and they, they and did that a flash, few times, too. Another witch. Yeah, but not, um, not And so, and apparently, though, at the state festival, that was the only thing that impressed the judges. But <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that because um, our Macbeth, uh, Scott McCluskey, uh, did get an outstanding actor. Oh, I'm sure. Award. I'm sure. Um, you know, when we pinpointed the blood hands and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. The other thing that I found interesting, though, as I was saying, was that, um, they really mined it for comedy. There was a lot of well, it is a laugh, laugh riot. It, not, exactly. <laughs> According to <laughs> who knew? Actually, who knew? <laughs> no. Yeah. But you know, and I all don't stabbings. You just got to. And I've never studied enough Shakespeare to really, you know, know that what. What is funny and what isn't, but they were and even in our and my favorite uh, monologue of all time is is she should have died hereafter. There would have been a place. He delivered that first line in such a way that it was extremely comical. Yeah, she should have died hereafter. I mean, I can't do it, but when he delivered it, the whole place came undone. They just started laughing, huh. and then he continued on with with the speech, and it got darker, of course. Of course, but um, yeah, it just. There was some odd comedy choices in there that was just, and it was, the lines were the same. It was the delivery. Yeah. I mean, all of Shakespeare's works have comedy in them. Oh, I sure. mean, all good plays do. You, you, you know, it's maybe dark humor. Yeah. Um, uh, King Lear, the most depressing, what was once called the most depressing of Shakespeare's plays, <laughs> can't be properly performed because it's so tragic. Yeah. Um, you know, as as we learned, that that has comedy in it as well. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But it was I, interesting. I, when I think of comedies I you know Macbeth usually does not come to mind exactly exactly um so that was that was the first play I saw and that was at the Long Acre Theater uh very nice very nice theater uh, once again it's a little bit on the smaller side uh but very and, nice and when you say smaller what do you I'd about say how many seats I'd think? say uh probably about 500 Okay. Four or five hundred, and, and this is something for those who haven't been to Broadway. Is I think we always imagine these thousand plus seat houses. Mm-hmm. That is not the case in Broadway. No. Um, there are a lot of smaller theaters. There, there are a few that do that. Yeah. Um, you know the Winter Gardens and and that that where you see Wicked and all those are a lot bigger. Oh, Wicked. Um, so of all the shows I have seen on Broadway, um, I would say there was only one that was actually in a very large theater. Yeah. 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 I agree. Ours have always been a little bit on the smaller side. Now, speaking of the larger theater, the Al Hirschfeld Theater, mm-hmm. uh, which is where we saw our second show, um, 
Truth, Beauty, Freedom, Love, Moulin Rouge. Uh, we loved it. Uh, I know, I know we've talked about this whole, uh, everybody's grinning at me, this whole jukebox musical thing. But I will tell you what, if a jukebox musical is done right, it will bring the people to their feet. And we have talked also about, when we were talking about Mary Poppins and my thing in London, that um, the idea of a standing ovation in the middle of, you know, shows. This musical, The Night We Were There, got three different standing ovations at three different points before the end of the show. Uh, because the energy was so high, the, 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 the they were so spot on. And this theater actually re... I don't want to say rebuilt, but redid itself on the inside that as soon as you walked in, it was all red light. You felt like you were in a red light district in France. It was just, it was a beautiful atmosphere. Uh, And by the time they actually sang, because it was one pop song after the other, worked well every time. Uh, And by the time they got to... uh, their their version of uh, love lift us up where we belong i jumped up screaming that's how you do it you um for all those who saw an officer and a gentleman how long how much was your bail <laughs> I, I didn't really jump up and do that. but and we'll get to that because i'll tell you what that was the show that when it came to uh uh the people the audience there were some really obnoxious people in that audience but we'll get we'll uh, We'll talk about that in a second. If uh, you're interested also, the new movie that just came out is by Baz Luhrmann called Elvis. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's basically all Elvis Presley songs and gospel music mm-hmm. and a very sterilized, uh, not sanitized, but they did his life story very avant-garde. Okay. And it's got Tom Hanks in it. So you did see it? No, not yet, because there's Thor and Thunder and everything. And yeah. Got to yeah. wait for that to move along home. Yeah. I uh, I, I do want to see that. I do want to see that a lot. Um, but anyway, so Moulin Rouge, uh, it, it, it was, it is obviously a crowd pleaser, but it was worth every every penny uh, to go see that. It was just a magnificent show from beginning to end. And then finally, uh, and at the last minute, we got tickets to see uh, this year, 2022's Tony Award-winning musical, uh, Strange Loop, uh, which was at the, I don't know if I want to pronounce it right or not, Lyceum. Lyceum. L-Y-C-E-U-M. Okay, what he said. Um, Lycenium. There you go. Uh, Theater. Uh, And this was the story, it's a musical, uh, the story of um, a gay, a young gay black man writing a musical about a young gay black man writing a musical about a young gay black man writing a musical. So it's It's a a strange loop. It's a show within a show within Within a show. show. Yes. But it's not about, but that is like, it's it's what brings you in, but it's not really what the show's about. Uh, and it's been it was produced by Jennifer Hudson and RuPaul. Um, love you, Ru. Um, she's still with us. Um, sorry, and sorry, folks. Ron is for some reason tearing the studio. <laughs> He's wild today. He's wild today. Uh, and it was uh, again. It was a very good musical, but very dark, uh, very deep. Um, it's basically how a uh, um, how the African-American community looks at uh, gay black men. 
Uh, especially uh, the more effeminate gay ba- black men. Um, it was it was hilarious, uh, and it was extremely dirty, um, all within context of the show, sure. context of the show. Um, but um, it was, uh, that one was, <laughs> that's the first one I walked out of going, yeah, Monroe players could never do this show for a million reasons challenge accepted all right hey i'll i'll support it but uh okay (laughs) but yeah those are the three shows that i saw well that sounds like an appropriate one to see oh given our uh discussion two episodes ago about nudity and language and uh and yes and that was and uh but i do want to make it take a shout out to um and now I forgot his name again, and I had it in my head all day so I could remember it. Uh, the gentleman who won Best Actor uh, in a Musical for uh, MJ, um, the Michael Jackson story. We ran into him doing an interview on TV, uh, local TV news uh, at the um, in Central Park near uh, Columbus Circle. And then he, he took time to take pictures with us and uh, talk to everybody that was uh, there. And thank God there wasn't a lot of people. But uh, and nicest guy in the world, dressed in his Michael Jackson stuff, and, oh, nice. and it was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Everything was wonderful, darling. Oh, great! That's good to hear. Yeah, um, yeah the strange loop sounds uh, you know intriguing. Um, it very much was, to say the very least. Um, the what I find interesting is that you did not choose to go to see a play. You know, the the play that goes wrong. Um, <laughs> I heard a lot of recommendations that for that. That is a great show. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> so, nice, nice, nice callback, Nice Dave. callback. <laughs> yeah, see, folks, if you're, if you're listening to us for the first time, this is why you have to go back to previous episodes so you can get all the jokes. Yeah. I was told I could see that anywhere. I but, think you could. Yeah. Eventually. I, uh, I, you know what? We, <laughs> we drove through Poughkeepsie, and it, it wasn't there, but, you know, we looked for it. Did you look? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not hard enough. I don't know. Oh, you got the pecan roll, but you couldn't find the tickets to that show. That's exactly it. That's oh, exactly. Well, thank you for the pecan roll. What, <laughs> really Brian, good substitute for a show. And, and speaking you're, of that, Brian, though, um, let's talk about your travel plans on this because you know going to New York City sounds like it should be easy. You know, it's a it's a what six hundred some miles away. It's not a, a bad drive, though. I mm-hmm. personally would not recommend driving nine hours. Um, nine hours um so did you, you chose to drive there no we actually we flew okay i, I made the poughkeepsie joke but, but, yeah. yeah um no we flew yeah because uh, yeah. at this point gas money is more expensive than plane tickets yeah and uh, um bob was actually with me one time when we, we were taking oh, a roller god. coaster trip oh god not this and that's the only time i think i've actually driven in new york city proper Ooh, I've never done that. Yeah. Um, well, and I, ever since then, I've chosen to go to New York City by plane and use the subway. Yeah. Um, New York City traffic, or at least around New York City, in the New Jersey side, side is is something. The only city that I think is worse is Cairo. So <laughs> we uh, uh, <laughs> now when we have because dri- we we drive more than we actually Cairo, fly. Egypt, not Illinois. I've, I've actually stayed a night in Cairo, Illinois. Um, actually, we got out of there about two in the morning. Um, but um, it's a whole different story. Uh, but yeah, we've driven. We normally we do drive. Uh, oh really? But we we park. We found a parking garage in uh, Jersey City, and we just park the car there. And then right there in this parking garage, right underneath it, is the subway that takes us into where we need to go. So it's like a commuter parking lot, mm-hmm. and, and you can stay there for several days long term. Right. 
right? So, but uh, yeah, but it's it's not a bad drive, but. You know, the older you get, the less you want to spend a lot of time in the car. At least that's how I look at it. Amen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because it's, like I say, it's at least a, it's a hard mm-hmm. day's drive. Oh, yeah, nine hours. At best. Yeah. And stressful. Um, well, it can be. Especially the closer you get to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and and by, weather. by the time you cross that New Jersey border, you are effectively, yeah. depending where you're crossing into New Jersey, you're almost effectively in the city. But I will say there are parts of New Jersey before you hit the city that are actually very pretty. Yeah. It's, it's very mountainous, very, you know. Really nice towards north. It's a beautiful mm. state. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, it's bad rap. I think just because New Yorkers, it's, right? Yeah, right. it's it's a source of jokes. It is a source of jokes, absolutely. But yeah, the Pine Barrens and I'll never for, I'll never forget when we saw uh, Neil um, Neil Patrick Harris and uh, uh, that one you don't like. Um, you're gonna to have to narrow it down a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking head. to Bob, folks. By the way, if you're listening, um, if you haven't turned us off by now, um, Neil Patrick Harrison. Uh, oh, uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, I, I figured. Yeah. Uh, he, but uh, yeah, he actually says that, uh, when when he came out and and he that and he does his first song and he yells, "Hello, New York." Hello, New Jersey. And I mean, you know. So yeah, there's always the New Jersey jokes. It's yeah. just, but. We love you people in New Jersey. We do. I I love New Jersey. I think it's a great state. And, it's and cheaper. The, it'll, yeah. And the farther away from the, you know. And the, they have better roller coasters, too. <laughs> Little but that's fact. another podcast. You can't pump your own gas in New Jersey, either. Yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And their turnpike is a lot like Chicago. That they just put up the toll booths where they feel like it. So right. you'd be driving along and something <laughs> stop to pay the toll. It's like. I'm in a bit of a hurry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing. Um, before we get to to the the planning and all that at Broadway, though, I'd like to I'd like to, if you don't mind, talk sir, about talk about the audience, um, Mr. El DeFacto. Yes, um, I give you permission. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I'm so honored. Um, in episode 17 of our podcast, we did a we did one called uh, "What the Hell's Wrong with Audiences," and every thing we listed and talked about literally happened in two out of the three shows that we did uh, that we saw uh moulin rouge really yeah moulin rouge now the, the one that didn't have any of that was Macbeth. there's a shocker yeah everybody was quite proper um very nice. he would come down and kick your butt yeah he would He's and i will off. have to say even though i didn't care i mean he was good but i will have to say we were front row balcony looking down that's as closest as I've ever gotten to a real James Bond. So I didn't care what he was doing. I just stared at him going, it's James Bond. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he could have broke out into a song from Oklahoma, and I would have said, I don't care. It's James I Bond. think that's on season for next year. <laughs> Great. Um, but anyway, um, Moulin Rouge. First of all, people start. People were still coming in 20 minutes after the show started, mm-hmm. which, again, just frustrates frustrates the daylights out of me especially when they're trying to walk by you to get to their seats um that irritated me the so, big so let's back up they let them in they did let them let them in That's i was surprised now with was it like between numbers at least yes it was between numbers okay. but still you know the, the first 20 minutes is really one two three you know song after another there's not a lot of talking in those first 15 20 minutes it's mostly introduction of the characters and that sort of thing um and I do think Monroe players could do Moulin Rouge. Oh, good. oh I, yeah. I do believe we could, could do that. Yeah, good uh, to hear. Yeah. Um, well, 
Probably not, but we could do <laughs> I, it. I, I, I think we could I give think, it a run yeah, for its I, money. Well, at some point, they, they've got to release it. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, Maybe 50 years from now. <laughs> the, we won't have to worry about Duke. Yeah, I won't, to, <laughs> God, I won't be able to do the Duke then. Like, um, by the way, the, I don't know if you've ever seen the, TV, the movie or not. Um, I love the movie, but there's a, the character of the Duke in the movie is... Uh, doesn't have any songs and i thought oh this is great this would be the part that i'd want if and then i see it on broadway and he has several songs although they're very talky singy uh and he actually does uh open up with please allow me to introduce myself um, and i'm just like oh my god i want to do that part now <laughs> anyway uh the other thing that we talked about i i know i trans transgressed there for or whatever anyway um the phone started ringing Somebody's phone started ringing about 20 minutes into it. And the first time, the first time, it was like it got shut off real quick. Five minutes later, it goes off. Somebody, I don't know if it's the same guy or the same person or not. Another phone goes off. Now, I'm already ticked off at that point. Um, it got shut off. But what was really interesting is the third time, and it did go off a third time, I kid you not, I heard Everybody in that audience all go, oh, like it was like an announcement. You're done. And then uh, we never heard it after that. Who doesn't? I mean, that's the first thing you look at. I know we've already. Do they this. do the announcements as we, oh, yeah. we do? Okay. Yeah. Wait, they, and so, know, folks, so don't those of us who get annoyed, it's like, why do they have to keep reminding us to turn off our cell phones? There's why. This is it. Yeah. There's always somebody. Yeah. And that and it, it was it really. But it was kind of rewarding to hear the whole audience all at once just go like well, knock it well, off let's face it they're paying how much per ticket on Broadway? yeah well two hundred dollars is not unreasonable right no not unreasonable at all i mean and you get closer and closer to that orchestra you're you're talking good depending on the show i mean moulin rouge you're probably talking about four or five hundred dollars for those orchestra seats i mean real close um and music man i know the closest seats are over a thousand yeah, because you wow. know you got Tom, wow. you got Tom. What's his or not it's Tom? Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman yeah. You got Hugh Jackman there, so you know you're gonna milk him. Um, I would love to be able to afford those kind of seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. so would I. I wouldn't buy them, but I would love to right. afford them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so um, so yeah, we uh, uh, so that was really frustrating. That was that show that that popped up, and then in the last show we did or we saw uh, a strange loop. We're right in the balcony because we we bought the cheapest tickets we could because it was a last minute thing, and it's a real that theater was real narrow. I mean, it was like you were looking right down. Anyway, as we sit down, then there's this couple in their late thirties, early forties. They come in, they bring two little girls, maybe eleven and nine, somewhere in there. Now, I don't know anything about the show at, at all either, but I'm a fifty six year old man, so I don't care at this point. But they sit down. And 20 minutes into it, I'm using 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, this, the, the main character starts talking about all the things that gay men enjoy doing in the bedroom. And he lists quite a few graphic things. And I, I looked down and you could see the couple looking at each other. Well, finally, then they did a song and in the next song they did talked about sodomy. And all of a sudden, those two shot up with those kids and dragged them right out. And as Ron has said, you know, in our last, the last time we talked about this, 
check your show, people. Figure out what this show is about before you, you know, you come see it. And thank goodness they, and I kid you not, thank goodness they left then because about a half an hour after that, they had a rather explicit sex scene between the main character and this guy he picked up in a, in a bar or in, on, on his phone, whatever. Um, so I thought, oh my God, if they had made it to that point, she would have probably just, her head would have exploded. Well, so. yeah. yeah, and you kind of wonder too, because um, how, how did they get to that point? It was new. It just won a Tony. It's a status symbol to say, oh, we went to see this show. Well, but I'm saying, was it they were buying tickets and just didn't make it clear that they were bringing kids? or Probably. Because yeah. I'm thinking, you know, were they out-of-towners going to the half-off ticket booth? or Well, and there's that, too. Yeah, did you buy them online? Because that's what we normally do is we'll buy them online. You know, but what, what friends suggested it to them? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and right. be sure to take the kids. <laughs> you know, if yeah. you want to have those awkward conversations <laughs> sooner than later, yeah. watch the Tonys, kids. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was so... Everything that we complain about in in we've complained about in episode seventeen. If you haven't heard it, please check it out. Uh, happened every every single one of them. Wow! And it was like that was other than in Macbeth. So I guess Shakespeare, you're you're okay. Well, I, th- I think Shakespeare just by its nature, people people do know what they're getting into. Yes, um, they know that you know that, that it's going to be difficult to understand. They know it's going to require more attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even if you read the play ahead of time and you're familiar with it, hearing the it, it always takes me, and I'm an English major, <laughs> it always takes me an act almost just to get my ear attuned to the language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when you know once it clicks in, it's good because they are really speaking English, believe it or not. And let me tell you something about the Shakespeare, this Shakespeare. The, one of the best, coolest things, and and if we ever do it again, I, I highly suggest. Excuse me, we do this. Um, it was a pretty bare stage because mm-hmm. uh, you don't need a lot for that. And but there was a beautiful brick wall um, uh, in the back, and it almost looked like an alley, like an alleyway brick wall. But as Act Two started, and it was so at first un, unnoticeable, that back of that stage, that back wall just kept moving a little bit closer mm-hmm. and a little bit closer and then finally right before him and Dun- uh, uh, not Duncan him and uh, Macduff have their moment right in the middle that that stage shot right up that back wall shot right up and they had maybe two feet a foot or and a half two feet to do their battle and all that and I thought now that's brilliant the walls have closed in on Macbeth and, literally yeah and I love that, that was literally like, that's 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 yeah. pretty cool. To yeah, that was to me the point home. Yeah, that was that was my favorite moment of that whole show, other than Lady Macbeth, who was brilliant. Anyway, so that's that's my um, yeah, that's that. Yeah. So um, again, going back to the travel logistics, do you find it? I mean, I know that ex- hotels in um, New York City are very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be. So have you found it? Better to stay in a hotel, your Airbnb. What? Well, what if what are you finding works these better better these days? We have found, for the most part, we have done Airbnbs, mm-hmm. and for the most part, we have not stayed in Manhattan. Uh, now, Airbnbs are illegal in New York City. Really? Yes, hmm. but that doesn't stop anyone. Right. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, and when we and and my husband is the one who normally is verbo illegal too. Was that is verbo illegal illegal too? Was verbo. VRBO, uh, vacation rooms, I can't remember. 
by Some owner. Rubber. I think it's vacation rentals by owner. Or that I don't they know. They have commercials. Do they? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doubting you. Um, uh, uh, we, but we normally will stay. Staten Island is one of our favorite places to stay because you get to take the ferry in the morning and then, you, you know, at night you get to see beautiful views of, of lower Manhattan. Uh, and you can get a good Airbnb for anywhere from, we've had them as cheap as $65 a night, $80 a night. Um, we've had a couple actually, uh, we had one a few years ago um, in the Lower East Side, I want to say like by Kipps Bay um, or Murray Hill, somewhere in there. That was uh, actually somebody's apartment in an apartment building, and that's really frowned upon even more than someone's house. Is you know you leasing out your apartment, um, but uh, and that was really nice too. And I think that was like eighty some dollars. Now this time we did stay in the Upper West Side, and it was um, uh, it was a hotel. And it was about a hundred and ten per night. Really? That was it. For the room? Yes. Now I will tell you this. I will tell you this. The room I don't think we can do that in Monroe. No, you can't. (laughs) The room was about a third of the size of the room that we're in right now. Okay. It was like you had to squeeze around to get to the bathroom. You had to you know, there was a bed in the bathroom and that was basically it. It didn't matter to us because we don't spend a lot of time in the hotel we sleep right, right get dressed still. and out so but it is it is pretty small also by the way for those who watch uh hulu's um murders only only murders in the building i love it uh yeah our hotel is was right behind that apartment building so we got some uh, nice shots of the apartment building and all that which is not called what it is on the show it's actually called something else i think it's the arcona as arcona on the show and uh whatever it was whatever the real name of it is our hotel is actually the same name it was the such and such apartment building and then on the other side of this um on the flip side was the such and such hotel i can't think of the name of it right now okay. so but that was kind of cool too That's so cool yeah yeah we, it was like woo, we, we saw we, we i did a lot of that looking it's something i do want to point out for our listeners if you watch murders only in the building the life of those podcasters uncannily mirror our own lives. Yes, That's true. Yes, except for the murder. Well, yeah, except for the murder. So far, so far but. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Yes. It's, it's, I don't know which one's Martin Short, but I, uh, I'll, I'll take a shot at it. Um, <laughs> Anyway, no, that's it's a great that's a great show. Have you been watching season oh, yeah. two? Yeah, I think it's getting better. Than, that's actually better than the first season already. Yeah, but that's me. Anyway, well, because we know the characters now. Yeah, that's very um, true too. Um, which is one advantage television has over theater. The, in theater, you know, you see a play, play's done, over. Yeah. TV, they got time to develop characterization and, and oh yeah. You know, some ten years in, you really feel you know Fraser Crane. Right. Um, whereas right. you go back and watch the first episode of something, it's like. Niles wouldn't say that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Well, Cheers is another good one for that. Cheers. Um, anyway, so you really you can stay. Uh, you can find pretty decent places. You just gotta you gotta look. And my husband, having been a librarian for over thirty five years and a research librarian, is uh, just excellent with that. We've never stayed in a place. If you're gonna do a, a, a Airbnb or something like that. Look at those reviews. I mean, that's where he does a lot of his studying is is looking at the reviews and seeing what other people have said and that sort of thing. So, but but I'll second what you say about the uh, New York hotel rooms because I've stayed in at least 
four hotels than in New York City. Um, the one in Queens, <laughs> which we had to stay at an overnight, our plane was delayed, hmm. and we couldn't go out until the next morning. And there's a funny story about that in Grammar Rose that I probably shouldn't tell, but may, may anyway. <laughs> um, let me just suffice to say, when an elderly lady says, I don't know how to use a cell phone, can you call my daughter <laughs> um, to let her know that I'm going to be delayed, it's probably best not to <laughs> call and say, Hey, you don't know me, but I'm calling. Oh my God! Let you know that Grandma Rose won't be yeah, 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 yeah. won't be home tonight. <laughs> you with Grandma Rose? I yeah, I, I love that story, but it's like Grandma Rose won't be home tonight. <laughs> okay, left a message. And unfortunately, it was their answering machine. I left the message, and um, and then I, I did realize what I said. It is no, no. It's just you know, her flight flight's been delayed. Um, I'm sorry, and I'm hanging up now. <laughs> Delightful, uh, elderly lady that we helped then, who's probably my age today. <laughs> um, but anyway, because um, I remember staying in, uh, I think it was the Dream Hotel, um, owned by one of the wellness gurus. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But yeah, it was a king size, not even king size bed. But I walked in, there's the bed. I picked it because they had flat screen TVs at the time, which were all the things. That's the only TV that would fit in the room if you wanted to have a bed. <laughs> so you could barely get between the bed and the flat screen TV. And literally, I rolled out of bed into the bathroom in the morning. It was like, yep. wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, space is a, at a very, very high premium in oh. New York City. Oh, absolutely. But like I said, if it, you know, you don't go to New York City in to Manhattan, hang out in a hotel. In Manhattan, I should say. Yeah. Like yeah. say, Queens, it was a. Um, Garden courtyard in, okay. it was just like every other courtyard in you see in across right. the country. Right, we've got to get to Queens. That's the only that's the only uh, borough that we haven't been to yet. I want to get there, but anyway, um, tickets for shows. Mm-hmm. Now we, um, my husband usually orders them online mm-hmm. uh, through. Uh, there's several different you can go through, and I really don't know all of them. But uh, you know, we've always gotten really pretty decent it depends on what you want i mean no matter what you do if you want to be up front you're gonna pay you're gonna pay buku bucks mm-hmm. if uh you want to just be in the balcony to experience the show you're still gonna pay anywhere from 80 to 120 possibly uh, a seat mm-hmm. um but there are always deals you just gotta to to research when we did moulin rouge we were on the floor we were towards the back but we were on the floor and those tickets were i think only about a hundred bucks um and at the same time uh when we went and saw strange loop those were those were a hundred uh each and we were in like the second to last row in the very very top uh so yeah you know, there's that however if you want and you have the time, you can always go to the to the. Um, they have the ticket outlets. They have one in Times Square, mm-hmm. and I think they have them placed other other places as well. Seems to me there's one down to the Battery. It, it might be yes. I think you're right. I think there's one down the Battery. Uh, now it used to be right. No, I think it's still there. And uh, those uh, they sell the same day. You have to be. You have to stand in line. You have to wait, and then you go up there and you can get. Uh, really, you can end up getting some excellent seats. The thing there is, though, you don't know what shows the seats are available for. So if there's not, a, if you're not going there just to see a show, 
if you, or you know a particular show you just want to see a broadway show that's your best bet is that you know you're going to take some time standing in line maybe an hour or two standing in line but uh you know you're going to get really good seats for a really discounted price well that was the strategy my brother and i used is like we bought the one show that we absolutely wanted to see for example um we wanted to see wicked so bought that ticket, made sure we had it. Uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie had that ticket. I went my, on my own and saw Tarzan, um, which I still regret to this day. Um, <laughs> I need to take you to an officer and a gentleman. You'll <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and I think it, it, Tarzan wasn't bad. It just did not meet expectations, I guess, for Broadway. It was horrible. <laughs> well, there's, I've, I discovered that, and uh, um, I went with a, a young woman that I happen to know um, uh, through players, uh, Jenny Grodi. Okay. At the time, she's married now in North Carolina, but it was like she was working in New York City. I had the extra tickets. No one else went with me, so you know, we had a nice little afternoon catching up. Mm-hmm. Um, theater. I guess mentor and protege, so to speak. Um, nice. But anyway, uh, we both saw, and I, I learned that one act of Phil Collins is about all I can take. <laughs> um, he ain't no Billy Joe. Like like our production of Macbeth, it started out very strong. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, but that was what we did, and then we we took our chance with the half off ticket booth. Yeah. Um, just to see what we could see. Um, saw some dramas I never would have seen before. Um, that's how I saw Take Me Out. I was like, well, okay, give it a shot. <laughs> um, and um, Sweet Charity. I had mm-hmm. no real interest in seeing but we got it half off. Um, saw Christina Applegate in it. It was wonderful. Oh, wow. Um, which, and I, we had done Sweet Charity and Players many, many years ago. Um, so it was kind of neat to see how the professionals did it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understand how that elevator scene really was supposed to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's how we could have done it. Um, and and that's the one thing, folks. If you're in community theater and you haven't been to Broadway, if nothing else, go to see how you can do it. Like mm-hmm. you said, the techniques of moving walls, mm-hmm. um, things like that. Those are things that are usually out of our range, but there might be a way to do it if you're thinking about it. Um, before we did Beauty and the Beast here, um, I went to see it on Broadway. I had seen it in Detroit. But it's like, I'm going to see it on Broadway, too, since I happen to be in Broadway anyway. Um, so my brother and I split up that afternoon. And I was that's where a lot of my ideas you know, yeah. You never steal. You only borrow and adapt. Exactly. Um, but it's like, that's, that's why some of the things I stuck to my guns on, it's like, no, no, this is how it, this is how it will work. Yeah. We are not using an electric motor scooter for that car. <laughs> <laughs> we, are not, we are not using smoke screens to make the beast change. We're going to do something more elegant. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and um, but you, it, it, I think it will raise you if you're a director or an actor. Yeah. Um, but as you pointed out, you can see some performances on Broadway and just say, "Yep, they're just like us." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I think we're going. And this wasn't my idea. This was actually my husband's. Uh, we found out while we were there that um, they're uh, doing the piano lesson. And I don't know anything about the show itself. I've heard of the show, The Piano Lesson, but I don't know anything about it. No? Um, But it it will... The Diva, but... uh, What is it? Uh, We're cutting this part. Okay. Brain freeze. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Um, But uh, uh, in September, October... Masterclass. 
That's the one that I was thinking of. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so we we'll, got we'll, it. we'll send you back to your regularly scheduled <laughs> blank air. <laughs> Um, but I think we're gonna we're, we're thinking of going back in September October because, and this is just the way we are now. We 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 like to see those celebrities because, as I think I said on either one of the podcasts or I put on my Facebook page, you don't you can go see Billy Joel or Elton John when they're touring and see what they do for a living all the time. You don't get that a lot of those opportunities with actors. Um, so. Uh, uh, we found out that they're doing the piano lesson with um, Samuel Jackson, and oh, it's wow. like mm, I gotta go see Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, uh, but don't you think, and, and uh, that, that that they're really hoping you'll forget Nick Fury when you're oh well, yeah, yeah. And and I sit there and go, all right, prove it. Because yeah. I'm presuming, Secret for example, invasion. show me that. What's that? Secret invasion. Secret. They'll draw it from you. There you go. Because I'm sure, you know, Michigan's own Jeff Daniels, for example, when he's uh, doing a, a show on Broadway, probably doesn't want you thinking about Dumb and Dumber. True. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. It paid for true. a lot of stuff for him. <laughs> it sure did. Yeah, it did. The Purple Rose, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, so um, so I think we may be going back. David was actually interested in, in that and going to see him. I, we like going to see the celebrities in the, in the shows. So that actually brings up a question that i have so as someone who has not been to uh broadway <clears throat> excuse me um is the vibe with the audience different when you go to see a show where there's a and no disparagement to anybody who's just on broadway but who has cut their teeth or made their name whether it be on tv or whether it be in movies the reason i bring that up is from the sports world. Here we go, guys. Buckle in. Yay. Um, going back in time to when Justin Verlander played for the Tigers, the, the vibe in the stadium when he pitched was completely different compared to anybody else who pitched for the Tigers because you knew you were seeing something special, that he could do something phenomenal anytime he took them out. And um, another example I will use would be the last Michigan and Ohio State game, which I know Dave He's a season ticket holder and alumni. But the, the mood that day alumnus. was... Alumnus. I'm sorry. I didn't go there, obviously. Um, but the, It's just Latin. You. <laughs> the mood in the stadium was so different that day because you knew that something big was going to happen one way or the other. And I just didn't know if, if that translates to Broadway. Do you feel different? I think I think you do. Um, yeah, because go ahead. can it also be part of stunt casting, like for summer months, the high, the TV series star is out of work for a little while at least, and to get street cred, they do a show on Broadway. That, get, and that happens just basically too. to yeah. get them street. Broadway streets. Oh goodness! I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, street cred. Street and cred, also, yeah. you have the. They might not great give a great performance, but man, if they crash and burn, I want to see this. Christopher Walken, Peter Pan. Yes, Matthew Broderick, and it's only a when play. they blow up good, they blow up real good. Which by the well, Which, by the way, Matthew Broderick was on Broadway while we were there with his wife <laughs> in California Suite. Oh, were they? Or no, oh. uh, Plaza Suite. Plaza Suite. No, Plaza Suite. Same difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, we both decided we weren't 
even going to attempt that. So, so Bob, you're suggesting that Daniel Craig as Oliver Warbucks and Annie, a role that I have played twice, <laughs> oh, I it was three times, that he might actually shave his head to do. I don't know. <laughs> I, some, some actors aren't willing to go that far. By his Roman-looking Might skull. draw more tickets than me? Possibly. <laughs> I've seen... I don't see it myself. Well, his interpretation the, certainly I've would be weaker. I've seen Mr. 007... Walk out of the surf with the white bathing suit, and I keep thinking, "Yeah, I'm not thinking about David." <laughs> I, <laughs> I will have to say, I could probably second that. <laughs> no offense, I, I think there's a it was a wardrobe choice. <laughs> okay, then. but to answer your question, Ron, uh, I I do believe. Sorry. Yes, there's a there is a difference. I think with those remarkable similarities. Um, <laughs> what I see when I look in the mirror. War, hey. war, David, war. Um, <laughs> with an H. Me, give me the razor with an H, <laughs> David. Um, anyway, the uh, um, I do think there is, uh, uh, and I've. Because when we saw Moulin Rouge, we now a stranger, a strange loop. As soon as the the gentleman walked on, the place went crazy. But I think that's because he had just performed on the Tonys. He had been nominated for the Tony. Every you know the people there knew that. Um, but when we went and saw, for instance, uh, Hello Dolly with Bette Midler and David Hyde Pierce, absolutely. Uh, you know, they walked on the stage and. Everybody just did a, yeah, the screaming and the applauding, and you had to wait, and, and they stayed there patiently. Well, David Hyde Pierce patiently, bet is bet. She took a bow. Um, so, you know, uh, but <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, uh, and same with Neil Patrick Harris. Oddly enough, with Macbeth, because of the way they staged it, everybody was kind of like, like I said, when the gentleman uh, who was in the wheelchair was introducing, all the other actors are setting up. You're getting the bot, you're laying the bodies out for the first scene, that sort of thing, or, or whatever they were doing. I, you know, um, Daniel Craig was already out there, and nobody knew it. Mm-hmm. He was just in the mix. So he was wiping down the the stage and all that. And it wasn't until he walked up to the front of the stage because he picked something up that he saw on the stage. That was when the front of the audience actually went, "Oh my God, there's there he is!" And there was a tiny matter, but it was already so far into the show at that point that no one. But yes, for the most part, yeah, there is. There's that. Uh, there's the rush of seeing that celebrity, and that may have been part of the reason the director chose to do it that way. Absolutely. Um, because I would think with a Shakespeare, you know, a musical's one thing. There's already kind of a fun atmosphere in general. I mean, we certainly have our serious musicals like Rent or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or <laughs> this reminds me of something that goes, um, had a lunch with a good friend, Tom Pelletieri, that uh, uh, I think most of you know here. Um, he had mentioned that someone had come up the other day and said, yeah, I saw the original uh, Rent the other day. He said, the original Rent? Yeah, some sort of opera. La Boheme? <laughs> it was actually, yeah. Um, you know, it's like, yeah. That's, that's, you got it. Okay, good. Um, but anyway, but the, well, now my turn to go blank, sorry. Uh, but the, uh, uh, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, you get you get yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I guess yeah. you don't want Daniel Craig walking out and getting a standing ovation in like, the middle of Shakespeare, Shakespeare. Right. Yeah. right? Right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's more serious. Get right. it out of your system. Bette Midler in you know Oklahoma. Sure. Hey, yeah. Everybody's I mean, a good I'm time. sure when Hugh Jackman walked out on that stage. Dies. Now, at the same time, Sorry, no spoiler. <laughs> what? Um, now, at the what? same time, I think there are those who cut their teeth and became celebrities because of Broadway. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, in, uh, what's the Chris? Um, Chris Chenoweth. Thank you. I adore her. In Wicked. Uh, Wicked? Or no. Is yeah. She yeah, Wicked? but yeah. she was in other stuff before that. I mean, by the time She's she had Wicked, well, she was Adina Mazzell. Mm-hmm. That was the one yep. I was thinking of. Rent was what took her up and then yeah, well but then she went on to wicked as did well. wicked yeah yep. so th- there are those that and i mean uh i'm sure when they walk out right you know when they go back to broadway well, it's that same well, thing now but, but i believe because wicked is one of the shows i saw on broadway but i think it was long enough ago i i gotta pull up my playbills i think i saw them on stage those two in broadway yeah and and you know that that then at that time right. they were still making a name for themselves sure Sure. So you didn't have that, yeah. yeah. But once you get, well, yeah, once you get to a certain point, yeah, well, I'm sure. Um, now, when we saw, if I remember correctly, when we went and saw, um, it's only a play with a all star cast. There was only one actor, if I can remember correctly. There's only one actor that got applause at when he walked out, and that was Nathan Lane. Um, everybody else, Stocker Channing, they we all just kind of went, there's Stocker, there's, you know, there's Matthew. Um, you know, but uh, Nathan Lane did get, uh, well, we got, you know, he got applause. And I was surprised because um, I saw um, Thoroughly Modern Millie as well. And there were several, there were at least a couple of people I recognized from television on, in that cast. Mm-hmm. But again, they were not the big players on television. Right. So they were there doing their work, but they weren't... Um, you know, they weren't the, the leads on the TV shows, for example. Right. Um, I can't remember her name now. She played Frazier's... Um, BB. Agent BB. No, the Agent BB. Um, agent. I can't it was remember. his agent on the show. Oh, agent. It yeah, is, yeah. I, I can't Frazier's remember her agent. name right now. But, yeah, but she was, I can see her. This is, um, yeah. She was the villain, and she was fabulous in the role. Yeah, she was. Um, it was very good. But um, And I think it was Leslie Uggams. Am I saying her name right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think she was the aunt in uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm-hmm. And again, so that was one where she kind of paused and, ta-da, here I am. And, and I'm going to stay this way until I get my yeah, applause. She got her applause. And and it was the same when uh, we saw Mary Poppins, uh, when Petula, Petulia Clark came out mm-hmm. uh, as the bird lady. She walked out, and that place, you know, lit up for a, for a yeah. minute or two. And she waited patiently. She didn't bow. She waited patiently. And she did have a big grin on her face, though. So. Well, well, it is that role too of the bird. Well, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's like, that's the emotional core mm-hmm. for that entire act. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and and but you know, we we've all been on stage. We like the we like to take that bow. Oh yeah, you love to hear that. You, you, that's only part of the it, reason we do it is because we love that. Unless the there could be some confetti cannons. <laughs> only thing that would improve so many shows so many shows would have been better end of moulin rouge confetti look she's dead <laughs> no uh, perfect <laughs> but they did you read so many different ways <laughs> to kill a mockingbird there was a confetti cannon <laughs> would have been totally different totally different show yeah oh, absolutely my hands healed okay and with we, that, we've folks, we've gone a little longer yeah, we, than normal we've gone a little longer than normal in this broadcast but i think well worth it um so folks want to go to broadway 
practice, practice, practice. And if you want to go visit Broadway, one visit. Save work, it, work, work, work. Yeah. Get the money, get your savings. Um, but, but you can it, do it relatively cheap. You can do it relatively cheap. Relatively which cheap. Which is, you know, 110 bucks to stay a night in New York City to me. Or compared to other destinations, I mean, Disney World. Yeah, would you you oh, right now? Than Disney World. <laughs> it's you wouldn't get a hotel room there for under a thousand dollars. Even the ones, well, I think we ended up paying forty bucks a night two years ago. Now it's at a thousand dollars for the cheapest hotel room. Yeah, all star mm-hmm. sports and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I, I think the difference. Yeah, you're right. There are more expensive places. Um, but oddly enough, I think the food prices in New York City are probably higher than even Disney World. You can always find a 99 cent pizza place. But that, that's what you got to do. If, yeah. if you, yeah. you walk into a restaurant, it's like, yeah. uh, I think breakfast cost me 30 bucks, and that was like 15 years ago. Yeah. And I mean, it's a, we, we finally went to Ellen Stardust Diner, which I don't know if you know what, uh, if you ever heard of that, but that's uh, a lot of people have actually cut their teeth uh, that end up on Broadway, even just as chorus and all that. They start out there because they are constantly, while they're serving you, uh, all the waiters and waitresses are trying desperately to work on Broadway. So they're singing. Yeah. Everybody gets their own song. Everybody gets their moment in the sun. Um, and, you know, we went there for breakfast. I got an omelet that was 18 bucks. Wow. Now, an, uh, an omelet here would be about, what, eight or nine, ten? I'd say you can get a whole meal plus dessert six. for 18 bucks. Exactly. But, you know, your burgers on a, in a decent restaurant, your burgers are going to be maybe about 16 to 18 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a little more, but if you've been to New York as many times as we have, we tend to go, that's a New York price, okay. Yeah, it's when you see a burger for forty-two, you go. Well, and frankly, get away from Times Square and the tourist places. Find the local corner markets, which are on literally every corner. Absolutely, bodegas, the bodegas, and all that. And we do that too. We get, we'll get, we'll get food and just take it over to Central Park. We'll go to a little deli, get our own things, go to Central Park, sit down, have a picnic. It's a lot cheaper. That's good. Well, we're glad you you made it back safely. Thank you. Had a good time. We'll look forward, hopefully. We were talking before, you know, gosh, if we got enough donations, (laughs) that perhaps we could uh, do a field trip and uh, do our own live broadcast or something. Yeah, we could do our own reporting. and Reporting. We could split up, see four different shows. This just breaking. This person just throwing up outside of the Potenki Theater. (laughs) This lady must have had the tomato bisque. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and some, you know. But anyway, but it does look like, like so we've gone a little long on this episode. We'll see what Brian actually edits it down to. Um, but thank you so much for, much. for listening as talking. usual. Um, we do appreciate each and every one of you. And if you like this podcast, please let like us, rate us, whatever you need to do on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to us. Help spread the word that we are here. Check out Monroe Community Players on our Facebook page and our website at MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. More groupies fun over at the MCP podcast page on Facebook and Please email us with your comments and thoughts about this or any other episode at Monroe Community Players at yahoo.com. Anytime you are searching for Monroe Community Players, be sure to search for us in Monroe, Michigan, um, because Monroe is a pretty common name in this country, which is the United States of America, for those of you listening abroad. Um, it is okay. Um, if you do send us an email, make sure to let us know it's okay to read your email on the podcast. And, um, yeah. Who knows? You might get a mug out of it. Uh, the Art and Business of Community Theater has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building at the Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio, also known as Impact, in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. 
And for those of you still listening, here's our question of the episode. Which Broadway show would you like to see? We are the Groupies. See you in the green room. <laughs>